Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. I hope you got to meet a few people around you this morning. I need you to wake up a little bit. If you're awake, say yeah! All right, man. Hey, we are so glad that our kids are in the building, in the auditorium with us today. Uh, The school is uh, painting the hallways, and so it's just best that we not go back there for a couple of weeks. And that's okay with us, because if we get the opportunity, you know, each week we believe that uh, we set up a great environment for your kids to learn about Jesus in their language and have fun in their language. And we need to give it up for our Radiate Kids team. They do an amazing job. But um, during this time, if we get an opportunity to bring them on the auditorium, I'm always kind of glad about that because our kids need to see you worship. Your kids need to see you respond to God, not just bring them to church. You know what I'm saying? And so in these moments, it was kind of at first we were like, what do we do? And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know what? This is a good thing because our kids can grow up now and see that God is not just about coming and sitting in 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 a blue chair, but it's about responding to his goodness. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm so glad about that. I want to go ahead and tell you this. Listen, it's okay. That your kid is in here and is going to play with what's in those packets. That's all right with me. Don't get freaked out. Don't get upset. I'm going to be okay. I just got about that much ADD, but that's okay. No big deal. Um, And it's all good. So please, don't worry about your kids. We're going to have an amazing, amazing experience today. I want to tell you this right off the beginning. Christmas at Radiate this past weekend was an amazing time. 17 people accepted the love and the forgiveness of Jesus into their life. That's what it's about. We had uh, a little over 700 people, I think it was, walk through the doors of this church within three experiences right here this past weekend. Come on, church, you need to give it up. What's celebrated is repeated. We better learn to celebrate it. And so we're excited and uh, I just want to move forward today uh, with this, and <clears throat> you can title the message this, Break It Off. Break it off, because we're going to break some things off of our lives this week, and I, that's why we want to make sure that you have one of these. I did think it was absolutely hysterical that what Megan said, my beautiful wife and our amazing kids uh, pastor here at Radiate, about popping the kids with this when they get out of control. I did not even think about that. When we were handing these out and the kids were in here, that was hysterical to me. I was like, oh, oh, that's, that's funny and quite coincidental. So um, if you need to do what you need to do with it, you know, I, I mean, you are, do what you do. You know, be you. Do you. No, um, so make sure you get one of these and you have a pen somewhere around you at some point in the message today. So I have, uh, most of you know, I have a seven-year-old boy. A five-year-old little girl and a seven-month-old little boy, okay? And uh, so I'm going crazy at my house, to be quite honest with you, with three kids all around us. And here's the thing, like my little girl is, her personality is as big as this school. It's insane, right? And so I come home the other day and she's gotten into this thing lately to where she likes to wear my wife's shoes, okay? 
Now, her feet are incredibly tiny. My son does the same thing with mine, but I noticed it with her the other day because Megan has these, and, and most of you ladies know what I'm talking about. You have these little, they call them booties, right? And they have a wedge heel. Y'all didn't even know what I knew what that was, did you? I'm good. They got a wedge heel right there, and so they kind of do this number here and make you taller, right? And so Kylie calls them her high-up shoes, okay? Her high-up shoes. And so she asks me and Mommy for high-up shoes all the time. So the other day, I come home. Megan had taken her boots off in the living room. <clears throat> we won't talk about that. And um, I'm just kidding, maybe. And um, so Kylie, I walk in the kitchen are in the garage, through the kitchen, and Kylie's standing there, and she's got her high-up shoes on, right? And it's hilarious, because she starts to kind of run after me, but the shoes are like five sizes too big, you know what I'm saying? And she falls on her face. It was hilarious. Y'all feel bad. I laughed at her, because she's my child. And she doesn't get hurt. She was fine. Y'all are like, you're so insensitive. No, it, she was fine, guys. It's okay. But I started to think about this concept as I was uh, praying and I, I felt like God laid something on my heart about a month and a half ago for today. And it was this that, you know, that's much like us in the spiritual realm a lot of times. If we try to wear something that's not fitted for us or we try to put on somebody else's calling and we try to put out on somebody else's purpose and we try to put on somebody else's success and we try to wear them, they can either be too big and so we're going to stumble or they're going to be too small and we're going to be uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? I bought my wife a pair of shoes for Christmas, two pair of shoes for Christmas because I am a great husband. And one of the pairs, I knew it when I bought them, they were too small. But I wanted that pair, and it was the only kind they had. So I was like, I can bring these back and get the right size, right? And they were like, yeah. So she tried them on on Christmas. She was like, yeah, they're too small. I can't, this uncomfortable. If I tried to walk in them, it would, I'd have to ball my toes up, and it wouldn't be comfortable. Isn't that what we do a lot of times when we try to wear something that isn't fitted for us, and we try to curl things up, and we walk around, and we go, why am I so uncomfortable in my skin? Why am I so uncomfortable in my life? Probably because we're trying to wear something we were never intended to wear in the first place. It's the wrong size and the wrong thing. And I, I just want to tell you, what I walked into staff meeting about a month ago and said, because I believe this is for all of us, and I think you need to hear this on a corporate level and on a personal level today, and it's this. 2019, a lot of people will get up today and say this. 2019 is going to be the greatest year you've ever had. I hope that it is, but it may not be. But here's what I will tell you. 2019 will be the year that we will go to a whole nother level in our lives and we will get rid of things that we never were supposed to be wearing to begin with so that we can level up in a way that we can go where God's called us to go to begin with. Come on, does that excite anybody in the house? I know it's raining outside, but we meet indoors, so it's okay to kind of get excited. And so the deal is this, like, I believe as a church... We are going to move up levels because we're going to get better at every single thing that we do in reaching people for this county. And we will not stop. We will not quit. We will not go backwards. We will not go slower. We will speed up and we will go to another level. I think in our lives, in our, in our parenting, in our marriage, in, in every way, shape, and form, I believe this is the year for us to move up and go to another level. Are you ready for that today? You ready? Because it's going to cause something. 
It's going to cause something. About 10 of you ready, but by the end of this message, the rest of you are going to be there. In, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 through 40, it's actually a really popular uh, story and, and, and series of scriptures. But whenever we're looking at this, it's David and he has shown up to his brothers and bringing them bread and cheese and food and whatever he needed to bring them, right? And so Goliath is on the other end, the Philistines and the Israelites are fighting. And so the army of the Israelites don't want to do anything. And so David shows up and he's like, what are y'all so afraid of this guy for? I'll go fight him. The entire Now get this, this is crazy. Hundreds of men are terrified of a man named Goliath. One boy, shepherd boy, shows up and says, I'll do it. And every, all hundreds of men back down and say, hey, you that has no experience in an army, you take this on. That's insane to me. So where we show up is he's now meeting with King Saul. Okay, He's meeting with King. And the king looks at him in verse 37. We'll back up for a second. And he's asking him, Asking David, what are you going to do? And David looks at him and says, dude, God has delivered me from the paw of a lion. He's allowed me to kill a bear to protect my sheep, my flock. I'll do these things. This stuff doesn't bother me. I've been pre in other words, here's what David was saying. Listen to me. This is a, there's a principle in this. David was saying, I've been preparing for years when I didn't even know I was preparing. Listen to me. You will not walk into a new season until we begin to see trials as preparation. Preparation is the ultimate way to show someone that we care about what's coming up. Come on now. If you won't prepare in the hard times, then the reaping won't come in the good times. Because I'm not prepared to handle all that's coming my way. Anybody with me? And so he looks and he says, he's delivered me from Paul the lion. Uh, he's, he's delivered me from the bear. And then verse 38 through 40 takes place. And this is really where I'm camping out today. And, uh, and Saul looks at him and says, Go, and may the Lord be with you. In verse 38, Then Saul clothed David in his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head, and he clothed him with armor. David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. And David took them off. He took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag which he had, even in his pouch, and his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistines. I want us to pay attention to a few things here. This story is so inspirational for so many people, whether they believe in Jesus or whether they don't. It's so inspirational. I actually have a rock in my truck that never leaves my truck that is from the Valley of Gilead where the brook was that David grabbed the stones. I could be holding on to the very stone that struck the forehead of Goliath. That's insane to me, but every time I see it, here's what it shows me. Nothing's too big for a small stone. Nothing's too big for my God. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a few things I want to pay attention to today because here's the thing. In 2019, if we're going to level up, if we're going to go to another level personally, corporately, in every way, shape, and form, can I tell you what's going to have to happen? We're going to have to take off things that we were never intended to wear to begin with. Because you won't be able to go to battle with things that are fitted for somebody else. I want you to pay attention to two parts of this. Are you with me? Say yeah. yeah. Verse 39 says that whenever he started to walk with it, he had not tested them, so he took it off. The first part of this is this. David took off what was not his. 
Think about this for a second. The king, the king, the ruler of all had just offered David the king's armor. Do you know what that means? That was the toughest, strongest, most fitted, most protective armor in all the land. Because here's the thing. This is how the kingdom works too. But in that time, this is how that worked. You were not, you could not strike down the king. Because if you touched the king, you were touching the entire place. You were touching the entire kingdom. And so the king had to be more protected than anything else. So the king walked up to David and said, take my protective armor. Take everything I've got. Put it on you so that you're okay. David said, I hadn't tested these. Listen, some of us are walking around in things in our lives that we haven't tested. We're trying to go to battle with a gift that we don't have, but we've seen somebody else use it in church on Sunday morning. And because they've used it and we thought it was cool, we've tried to test it and now we're stumbling over ourselves. Come on. Just because somebody else has got a gift that you admire doesn't mean you need the gift. It means you need the gift God's placed in you, not the gift God placed in them. Because it was fitted for them, it was tested for them, it was given to them, it was not given to you. That's why in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, throughout the books, Paul is talking about everybody has a fit in the body. Everybody has a fit. Here's what that means. Everybody has a specific gift and a specific talent and a specific way that they fit into the body of Christ, into the church, into the body of Christ in general, because not everybody can be the same thing. Everybody wants a mic until they get one. You know, on a mic, you say things stupid that are heard a whole lot louder. Right? Everybody wants the spotlight until it takes character in the darkness when nobody sees it to keep you in the spotlight. Everybody wants a voice in their life until the voice becomes a voice and starts to challenge us a little bit. And then you can't talk to me like that, so don't come into my life anymore. You with me? We've got to learn our role in where we're supposed to fit in this thing. He took off what was never meant for him to wear in the first place. If we're going to level up in 2019, we, as a body, as individuals, have got to learn what is our gift. Where do you fit into the body? And I can tell you, listen, I'm not talking about where do you fit as in the butt, uh, the, the impr- the butt imprint you got on the seat that you sit in every Sunday. I'm talking about where does my gift fit in? What can I do to further the kingdom of God, not sit here and just enjoy it? Come on. There's a difference in being a consumer and a contributor. If you're a consumer, here's what we do. We go in and we consume the goods. But when we're a contributor, we give to the goods so that we add value to the goods more than we take. That means I found my gift and I'm moving in that. And that's what I'm moving. I know what my gifting is and what it is not. Right? My gifting, listen to me, is not leading worship. It's not. Listen, for 10 years of my life, I was a kids and a youth pastor. And I loved it. And I'm going to be honest, humble brag, I was pretty dang good at it. I enjoyed it. And it was great. And I'm blessed enough that some of my teenagers that grew up in my youth group are with me at Radiate Church today. Come on, somebody. Y'all give it up for them. But can I tell you the truth of the matter is, that ain't my gifting anymore. You know what I'm saying? I can't deal with that stuff anymore. I love teenagers. I love you guys. But you know what the truth is? I can't deal with your drama. Can't do it. Kids, 
I deal with my three. I can't deal with 130 that walk around back there every Sunday. I'd be pulling, my hair would be white, but not because I dyed it, but because it would just be white. I know what my gift is. But if I walk outside of my gift, come on, then I'm walking in something that wasn't fitted for me. Which means eventually I'm going to be stumbling over what I think is doing good. What if, listen to me, what if some of the trials that we've had in 2018 are not because God's punishing us, but it's because we're trying to walk in something we were never meant to carry? I'm trying to walk in the shoes of this person because of this and that. Can I just be transparent with you today? I'm going to be anyway. I was just wanting to get you involved and you say yeah, so say yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure you're awake. See, here's the thing. In my role as the pastor of this church, it's not just preaching on Sundays. It's being a CEO of a growing organization with over 130 employees called volunteers every single week, plus full-time employees, plus trying to be a PR and an HR guy and all this other kind of stuff. Every day of the week, it doesn't stop, never stops, can't stop because the kingdom of God doesn't stop. And here's why I'm telling you that. Listen, because i got to know where my place is. And in this role, it can get very tiring very quick. And you know what happens every single time? That I get tired and worn out and I'm not taking care of myself and walking in the shoes and the armor that God put me in. I start comparing myself to everybody else on social media. I look in an elevation church and I start comparing myself to Stephen Furtick. How many of you guys love Stephen Furtick? Come on now. Y'all feel uncomfortable in a room. Why? Why we feel tension right now? Let's just be real. We family, right? I start comparing myself to the churches that are where I know that Radiate Church is going. But can I tell you something? There's a moment that always snaps in my brain where God goes, I didn't call you to be a Stephen Furtick. I can't bless what you pretend to be. I need you to put on the armor that I put on you, not that I put on him. And I need you to walk in that. Why do I share that with you today? I don't want you to feel bad for me. I want you to understand it happens to everybody. Whether you got a mic that's a headset or you hold a handheld. Whether you serve behind the scenes and nobody sees it and you're here at 6.30 on Sunday mornings and you leave before the first experience and come back for the second experience. I don't care. It doesn't matter if you're seen on the spotlight or not. It doesn't matter if you're playing the guitar like Pastor Chris or if you're singing or if you're setting up the drapes and the TV. It doesn't matter. Because here's the thing. There is armor that you were made to wear. And all of us can struggle with the same thing if we're not careful. He took off what wasn't intended for him. You listen to me. This is the universal message I wish everybody would grab a hold of in their life. You have a unique and individual purpose that nobody else on the planet has. There's a universal purpose found in Matthew chapter 28 to go out into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that he commands. That's a universal purpose for every believer in Jesus. You know what that means? That we don't sit still, but we get up and we move, and we go find people to tell about Jesus. That's what that means. The individual purpose depends on you and your giftings and your abilities, your talents, and your operations. That's what it depends on. I am not a good organizer. I'm just not. But I can lead. If you give me somebody that can organize it for me, I'll be, more, I'll be more productive. But I can't organize it. Why? That's not how I'm gifted. Come on. Some of you are gifted in that. 
And some of you in 2019, can I just be honest, have got to step up and start using your gift? Because here's the thing. This is awesome. The whole army had the opportunity to defeat the same giant David did. The difference is, is David was willing to step up and do it. An entire army missed out on an opportunity. A shepherd boy stepped up, and because of his availability, he did something. What if you die and take your gift to the grave and miss an opportunity to feed every giant that steps in front of you, but it takes a shepherd boy or somebody else to step up and go, I got this, put me on the front lines, I'll do it, because they wouldn't. That's what it looks like. He took off the armor that he never was supposed to carry in the first place. And then, here's the thing. The second thing he did is in verse 40. It says that not only did he take it off, he took his stick in his hand and he chose himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch, in his sling, was in his hand. Listen, here's why I'm, uh, here's why I'm uh, reiterating a lot of that. He put on what was already his. Now, his stuff didn't look as shiny and as good as what the king had, did it? He just had a pouch on the side. He had a sling instead of a sword. He didn't have a helmet. He just had a robe that a shepherd boy wore. He had his stuff. The only thing he had to add to his stuff was five smooth stones. Listen to me. When you put on your stuff, then God can do miracles with everything you're facing. It's not about wearing the greatest, newest, shiniest new stuff. It's about stepping up and going, I'm sick and tired of wearing what everybody else is laying out for me to wear. I'm sick and tired of living my life based on what everybody told me I'd be and who they said I would be. They told me I wouldn't be successful. They told me I'd never find a man. They told me I'd never be able to be the husband that I could be. They told me that I'd never be any of this. I've messed up. The enemy wants you to think that what you've done in the past six months is who you'll be for the next 60 years. I'm here to tell you something. That's not something you're intended to wear. That's something you're intended to take off and put on your clothing and put on his right righteousness and put on his forgiveness and do something about it step up and when he's standing there I love the scripture I he's facing the giant I love the scripture in the Bible where it says that we are to speak to the mountain often we speak more about the mountain than we do to it here's the thing about speaking about it if the mountain is here and I'm speaking about it, I'm looking over here, I ain't even facing the mountain in front of me. So I don't know that it's changing. How is a mountain going to move that I won't face? Stop walking away from everything that is a speed bump in your life and step up with your pouch, step up with your slingshot, grab the word of God and five smooth stones and go, I will defeat anything in front of me. It doesn't matter. I am not supposed to wear that. Your past doesn't define you. Your future does. God did not forgive you because of what you've done. He forgives you of what you've done because of who you will be. When we understand that, it changes everything. And here's why I said break it off. Because, and I'm going to get real honest. I am tired of watching people walk around being defined by stuff that has held them captive for year after year after year after year after year. And here's what I hear. I don't know what I need to do to be different. Six years in, and I'm still not forgiving that person. Well, there's the problem. 
Seven years in and I can't get over what they did to me. I'm not saying it hurt, but if you can't get over what they did to you, then you'll never live in what you can be. I'm carrying something somebody else laid out for me. Who cares if they looked at Listen, I've had people look me dead in the eye. I'll tell you this straight, I mean straightforward. After two years of Radiate Church, I was told to close this church down. Because it'll never reach what I thought it could reach in my mind. You know what I did after two years? Created a new logo, leased a new facility, and relaunched the church. And now we're sitting at 450 people a stinking week. Don't tell me God can't do something. Don't tell me what to do. I've had people look me dead in the eye across from a desk and go, you'll never be successful in ministry. People will never follow somebody like you. That's fine if you don't, but that don't mean anybody else will because I know we're here to take over Kershaw County, the town of Elgin, and other counties in the state of South Carolina for the kingdom of God. This ain't about me anyway. See, listen, here's the deal. When we allow those things to define us, I didn't say not hurt us. Things hurt. Whoever said sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, lied. Words hurt. When somebody that you love walks out of your life and tell you that it's all your fault, that hurts, doesn't it? When somebody you trusted takes information that you trusted them with and uses it against you, it hurts, doesn't it? When somebody that you trust with everything and they break that trust only for their personal gain, it hurts, doesn't it? When somebody looks at you and tells you, you'll never amount to anything and you'll never be successful. You'll never get there. You're just doing this for show. You're just doing this so that social media looks better and you can post your little Bible scriptures and you're a hypocrite because you post your Bible scriptures but then you go and do this. Yeah, I am a hypocrite because all of us are. This isn't the perfect church because if it was, I'd mess it up. The truth of the matter is this. When I allow those things to define me, I'm carrying something that wasn't fitted for me. And I've got to learn to take that stuff off of my life. And I am tired. I am tired of watching churches. I am tired of watching people. I am tired of watching leaders. I am tired of watching other people and kids walk around carrying baggage that you were never supposed to carry into a new season. I've been praying, and I hear this, and I'm not dogging anybody, I'm just calling it out today, because I felt this for over a month. I've been praying for God to do something new in my life, and it's been months, and he hadn't done anything new. Here's my question, what have you done that is new? Have you allowed him to renew anything? Or are we holding on to everything and going, when this person tells, shows me that they're sorry, then I'll forgive them. You know, forgiveness isn't for them in the first place, right? Forgiveness is a key that opens the jail cell that lets you out of the bondage of the hurt and the pain that was caused to you. It ain't about them. Who cares? Right? Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, and I'm about to end on this. Y'all are like, wow, he's doing good. 28 through 30. I, I want to go 28 through 30. They're going to post up 30 on the screen. But 28 through 30 says this. Come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In verse 30, so powerful. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I could go into the cultural context of why he uses the word yoke there. 
It's called the rabbi's yoke, and it's the understanding and the definition of the scriptures according to that rabbi. And rabbis would make it so difficult for people to be a disciple that it was very cumbersome and difficult for them to do anything to be a disciple for the rabbi. And so Jesus is looking and going, I'm a rabbi, but I'm going to make it easy for you to become a disciple of mine. And when we think of a yoke, I want you to think of this, and we're ending. A yoke is something that was put around a horse or an oxen's neck that pulled things behind it. And whenever you had one horse or oxen with a yoke around it, that, horse, that one horse had to carry the whole weight by himself. But when you took another horse or another oxen and you lined it up right next to it and you put that around its neck and you pulled the weight, guess what? The weight wasn't so heavy for one because now there's somebody else carrying the weight with them. Here's what Jesus is saying in that scripture. He's saying, my yoke is easy because you're not carrying it by yourself. My burden is light. In other words, I've got half the weight with you. Let's carry this thing. In fact, if you put all the weight on me and just walk beside me without the yoke on your neck, I'll be okay with that too. But here's the thing about the yoke. is The, the horse on the right or on the left could never leave the horse on the right as long as they were yoked together. Here's what Jesus is saying. If you'll yoke yourself to me, I'll make it so easy and I'll make it so light that whatever you carry in your life, you will never carry alone. You will never have to leave me because I'm walking, you're walking with me. Now here's the thing. Jesus never in his scripture said this. You'll never face anything difficult. But here's what he did say. He did say that he never leave us nor forsake us. He did say that I'll carry the burden with you. He did say in Hebrews that the entire reason that Jesus was born in the first place was to go through the temptations that every single one of us would go through in our lives and so that when he hung on the cross, he could take those to the cross and you don't have to be defined by them. And I just want to tell you this today. Because I know I've been bold, I know I've been very direct today, but I just feel this in my spirit so heavily. Some of us have been waiting on a breakthrough, but we have done nothing, nothing to give him the weight. Maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's a forgiveness, maybe it's a pain, maybe you're just dealing with doubt, maybe it's something nobody even knows about, and it's in the darkness of your life. I want you to do something. Grab this stick, grab a pen, because we're about to do something that's going to be powerful. And I dare you to begin asking God right now, right where you are, listen to me. God, what do I need to break off of my life? What do I need to get off my life? What addiction do I need to get out of my life? What pain and hurt, unforgiveness and bitterness do I need to get out of my life? What label have I carried that I was never meant to carry, God? What do I need to get off of me? And I want you to right now, for the next 30 seconds, take that pen and write whatever it is right there on this stick. Come on. Don't wait on anybody else. Let's go. This is your moment. This is your breakthrough. I don't care how embarrassing it may be. I don't care how difficult it may be. This is your moment to show God, I mean war today. I will be better in 2019 than I've ever been. I will take off the armor that's not for me. And I will be yoked to you. Come on. Write it down right there. Let's go.
Amen. Some of you are about to get rid of some stuff that you've been carrying for years. Now do me a favor. Stand to your feet with me today. Give me a little bit more in the mic. I don't care if it's ten things that you're writing in here. It doesn't matter to me. Because here's what's about to happen. We're about to stand. And I'm going to I'm gonna pray. And when I say the word amen, I want every one of us to take that thing and break it over our leg and let out a shout like you just broke something off of your life and like God's about to do something then I want this listen they're gonna play that song one more time because I'm tired I don't know about you but I'm tired of being at the same level my entire life I'm tired of being where I've always been during that song I dare you to walk up here and toss it on the stage and show God I mean business. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we take these sticks and we what we wrote on them will be broken. We will not be defined. We will not be destroyed. We will fight and we will break it off. And today, in faith, we say we're moving up. In your name we pray. Amen. Take those things and break them. Let's go. Let out a shout. Let's go. Come on. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church Podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.